One of these days, I'm going to remember which one of us is supposed to talk first. I believe you are supposed to talk first here. I also believe I'm supposed to talk first. One of these days, we're going to screw it up and we'll lose all of our audience. Oh, everyone's going to be like, oh, they fucked it up. Yeah. They changed the order. This is unacceptable. Okay. Where's my blurb? I don't know why I opened this. I just feel comforted by having this doc open, even though I know our intro. Yeah. And if you if you mess it up, you know, it's it's permanent. There's no way you can edit around that. You never fix it. Yep. There's no no fixing it. No going back. There's no take backs in podcasting. It's true. Dueling genre. Public Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Tim Garcia. And I still almost messed up the intro, Tim, even with it in front of me. I moved the zoom window in front of the intro and then it was like, oh no, what do I say? Yep, now you, yeah. We are here for a another deep dive episode. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the Audible original audio drama... Dooku Jedi Lost, um, which I'm excited to talk about. I've only listened to there are three now uh, audio dramas like this that are in the in like new Disney mainline canon. Um, it's this one. It's the Lorna D one Tempest Runner. And then there's a Dr. Afra book, which I haven't listened to. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, we got to like is... do another audio. Yeah, this is uh, the first one I've listened to in canon. So, yeah, uh, the radio plays. Obviously, we did the uh, Star Wars one. Uh, yes, we did. And I've listened to all three of the Star Wars ones, the the movie ones, and I've also listened to um the there was one in the mid nineties that was for like when uh Palpatine was a was first cloned back in the nineties. I can't even oh. remember what it was called. It was called like I don't know. But that that was it was not great. Um uh, but it was no, based I, on some comics. Uh I need I to kinda I kinda wanna I kinda wanna hear this now though. Uh, I'll go look that up later. Yeah, it uh anyway. <laughs> um But uh yeah, I uh what what were your overall thoughts of this one? I thought it was interesting. I'm really glad that they framed it as like Ventress learning about Dooku, because I'm always just excited to get more Ventress content. And um I liked the sort of like dual narrative, like the flashbacks. They're just like cherry picking bits of his timeline to tell us about. Yeah, we kind of go from um, we go from like his early Padawan days, like an initiate days before he's yeah. even a Padawan, uh, and we go pretty much straight to when he leaves the Order, which is like almost a fifty year span of time. Yeah, it's a it's a long it's a long way. Um yeah. but uh yeah, overall um I enjoyed it. Um sure. I don't think it's a must must listen to piece of yeah. Star Wars media. But um if you like the prequels, you like Dooku, 
And even I would say, really, if you like the Jedi in general, there's some fun little tidbits in here. And there's actually a decent amount of Qui-Gon stuff. Um, yeah. As uh, he was Dooku's apprentice uh, for a time. I'm tempted to reread um, Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice now. Because that follows Dooku and ha- uh, not Dooku, sorry, it follows Qui Gon Jinn, uh, right after he, like, not long after he's taken Obi Wan as an apprentice, and it deals very much with like what his relationship is like with Obi Wan, but also what it was like with with Dooku and with Dooku's former apprentice, who makes a brief appearance in this as well. Yeah, Rail Avaros. Yeah, uh, who we'll get to. Um. So, yeah, um, the way I kind of went through this is, um, well, overall, I guess we'll just kind of jump in here. Um, There's like an overarching plot that's happening kind of in not really the present day because it's um, it's all it's all Ventress stuff. And then she is going through hollow recordings and learning about Dooku. Yeah. Uh, So I guess we could talk about kind of the overarching plot of it. And then I separated the hollow recordings into seven parts. Oh, incredible. Um, because okay. they're like, they're little, it's, it's almost like you could listen to it over a week and listen to one episode a yeah. week. Um, yeah. And it would be like a little, maybe 45 minute, uh, you know, story that you could do. Are Dooku's private journals also hollow recordings? I was thinking about this earlier because... Um, there seems to be that Ventress is picking up pieces of Dooku's story through different. Yes. Uh, Eventually, at some point, she finds his hollow recordings in a desk that was locked. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if those um, were like his. Like they describe it. I think they use the phrase journal, but um, the idea that he's recording himself reflecting on things that happened the same way that like like Lando does in the solo movie is very fun to me. I think it's for different purposes. Though. It is for definitely yeah. different purposes, but because Lando it, wants people to hear his story. Whereas, well, I think Dooku does too, but he's doing it like this will need to be for the archives. Yeah. I think it's important. Well, it's, he, it's important to history. Dooku, Dooku has a higher uh, opinion of himself. First of all, yeah, he does. in general, even starting from a little kid and, uh, I think he's just like, yeah, this is, it, it's probably just a good thing to have this all documented and, um, you know, and I think, I don't think it's uncommon because we have a lot of like holocrons and yeah. like, uh, stuff like that from all kinds of Sith, I'm Jedi. Just so, yeah. I'm just so fascinated um, on like how people in the Star Wars universe record media. Yeah, I guess so. Well, um, there's, we've only ever seen like four books. <laughs> Well, yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. It's like most of most people do is all yeah. is all recorded. Um, I mean, you play the older public, and pretty much every Jeez, they don't keep like written journals. Like no. they decide it's going to be. I mean, we have like, the sacred uh, texts. Yeah, but but uh, like even they have like the hollow net. Like they have computers, but they don't type anything on them. They're right. the hollow net is all like viewing. yeah audio. But I was saying you play Star Wars Yield Republic and like pretty much all the information and quests you get, even from recordings, they're all like recording hollow, hollow people, yeah, basically. It's just fascinating to me. Um, this is yeah. a digression. I apologize. So, yeah. Anyway, it's it's very much in in canon. It's it's like kind of what that's what happens. Yeah. OK. Um, so we've got we've got a couple different sources that Ventress is perusing. So yeah, basically these. the way it starts um is Dooku um tells um Asajj, "Hey, 
Um, I want you to find my sister because, uh, you know, we've lost contact and um, we need I, I'd like you to find her for me. And Ventress is very much it's from her point of view. And she's like, I can't stand this guy, but he's my master. I got to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see I don't think it said in in the uh, audio, but I think in the in the script book or, or something like that, uh, it does mention this takes place before the outbreak of the Clone Wars. OK, so I was kind of wondering that as the. Um, yeah, like wh- when does her when is her mission happening? So, yeah, so this is probably happening while. You know, um, Anakin and and Padme are rolling around with the um, <laughs> on Naboo. You know. Oh, oh! So this is like immediately before the Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, not like too days. It, yeah, weeks. like can't can't be too long before the yeah. before the Clone Wars because yeah. So she's like, okay, whatever. I got to go do this, and he's like, here, here's a bunch of my private communications with my sister. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, look through these so that you can learn more about her. Yeah, and she's like, well, "I'm going to use these to learn more about you because it's going to tell me way more about." It's going to tell me everything it's... I need to know about you. This is about you growing up. Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's like the framework of how the story is being told. Uh, and then every now and then it cuts back to her, and she's looking um, through this. Now, as she's doing this, she has a conscience, or possibly a ghost, or yeah. something. Of her former master, Kai Narek. Kai uh, Which was her Jedi master. Um, and we learn a little bit more about her backstory. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, basically everything you need to know is told in the one episode of Clone of Wars. Of Clone Wars that's devoted to her. That's yeah. devoted to like, her. specifically to this. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe it's called Night Sisters. Yes. And uh, I rewatched that episode before we recorded Ooh. tonight. Just And I'm like, wow. That, like... I'm like, yeah, this uh, they, the story did not much add much to that, that no. like little did 10 second. Did they specify fl- in that episode or in this book ever how long she spent with Kai Narek? Long time. Yeah, um, the, so the it, Wikipedia says that one of the character uh, encyclopedias puts the date at 21 years, which I is mean, we way don't know longer how than I thought old. they were together. We don't know how old, uh, how like her species ages, how the Night Sisters that is true. age. I just um, didn't realize she that like, is, it was that long that well, they had spent together. In the I episode, assumed that she was still the, young. Sorry. In, I'm sorry. In the episode, the uh, it shows her, he picks her up when she's like a baby baby. Like she's not. So basically it's like the, the like pirate guy gets her from the night sisters uh-huh. and she's like can barely talk and then the next time we see her in the little flat and i guess is only over like 10 second flashes um the next time we see her she's like toddler age and that's when her slave master is killed mm-hmm. um and then uh she turns around and uh and like sees and Kyneric's like, oh, you're strong in the force, blah, blah, blah. And then we see another little flash of her training with him and she looks maybe 14, 15. Yeah. And then the next time we see her, Kai's being shot in the back and he's and she's like, um, and she she's, she's like, I she's think. pretty old. Yeah. She's, I just didn't realize, like, I guess maybe I forgot. It's been a long time since I've watched that episode. It happens. It, like, you could watch it on YouTube. Probably. It's like, it's, it's like that short. It's fascinating to me that like, maybe a two minute scene. Went- back to the order in that whole time because like the jedi order doesn't know that he's training her 
No. Well, I mean, and they mention that in the book, too. They do mention this, that in the book. Like, like, oh, no, he was exiled. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, we kind of it kind of covers on that. It's interesting. But, like, details but again, you get about characters like this are fascinating to me. Yeah, I'm, a little bit. It's not that. Like I said, I don't think it added that much. Like I'm no, watching this, and I'm but like, I like those morsels. They make me happy. The end of the the end of the big twist was like, oh no, he killed your slave owner. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, obviously Thank you. he would I'm glad do he that. Saved me. Like, but she gets really mad. She's like, no, I can't believe he did that. And he's I'm like, a murderer. He's yeah. a murderer. It's like, like I, massage. First your... of all, he bought you, and you were a baby. Like, what are you like? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, weird <laughs> force here. But anyway, let's jump into the hollow recordings. Yes, please. Um, so we, we come into it and we've, we're, um, with Dooku on his home world of Sereno. Yeah. Uh, spelled slightly different than the pepper. Um, but we learn about his home world, which was apparently a Sith home world for a while. Yeah. A Sith world, uh, in the Sith Empire. Um, but it was driven uh driven off by a wealthy family um by the name of Serenos. Yeah. Um because it wasn't always called Sereno, but um it was driven all the Sith were driven off the planet. Um and then they became the first count of Sereno. And uh that line has been the ruling party of the planet for the entirety of the whole time. Yeah, since the Sith Empire was driven. Um so uh the current count uh what were their names? I wrote them down. Count Gora and Countess yeah, Gora. Anya. Mm-hmm. Um they are the current leaders. Um but they're um Dooku and Sifo-Dyas are initiates. They're probably what 8 or 9, something like that seems yeah. like. Um young. They're pretty young. Um and they're there for uh Sereno is hosting a showcase for the galaxy. Uh, which is the outer worlds trying to show off uh, the f- what they have to offer to the Republic? Did this seem this event seem familiar to you? Yes, yes, it did feel very familiar to me, Tim. Possibly from another Kevin Scott book that was recently published. He's got like things he continues to play with. I've noticed. Um, yeah, so uh, Kevin Scott, if you don't know, well, first of all, he's the one that wrote. Um, Dooku Jedi Lost. I guess we should have yes. led with that. But he also wrote The Rising Storm, which takes it's in the High it's Republic the High era. Republic era. Uh-huh. And the they uh have a big fair where the all of fair the, the Republic fair. Yeah, yeah, where all the planets are trying to show off to the Republic what they have to offer. I love that this is just a recurring and I'm like, tradition just, across the galaxy. Can we see more fairs, please? He just, there's always fairs, I guess. I was he laughing. Likes fair. He likes the fair. I guess he does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was cracking. I was cracking up. I'm like, that was really funny. Yeah, it's the same um, same, same kind type of thing. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dooku is there. He's taken by a group of masters, including. Uh, Tara Sanube, who we've seen in the Clone Sanube, Wars. Sanube, yeah. He's uh, the one who, uh, in Clone Wars, he helps Ahsoka Tano track down where her lightsaber went when it got stolen. He's like an old crime <laughs> detective Jedi kind of guy. Yeah, but he's also like, uh, well, he was, uh, he was like the librarian too. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. Um, at that point, because that's, yeah. Um, I think Jocasta New introduced Ahsoka to him. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so that was, so he's there. He pops up occasionally, but he's not a big. Um, no, nah. he's not. But a I big, do love uh, when old Jedi show up in old stuff. 
Yeah, because he's he was like a lot younger there. This is Yarl Poof showing up in Light of the Jedi, and I was like, hey! Yeah, yeah, Yarl Poof's been a Jedi on the on the council for a <laughs> for long time, hundreds of years. Um, a real old uh, jerk Jedi named Eula Braylon. Yeah. Um, she's just a jerk the entire time for the whole time. like literally no reason. Um, but we learn more about her later. Oh well, for uh-huh. a reason. She's just—it's a terrible reason. <laughs> Is she? No, I don't know if she's like no being rude because of this, but she has things she's hiding, and I think it's like her brusqueness is almost covering for that. I don't know. I think she's just a jerk. She is just a jerk. Um. Anyway, uh, and then Yoda's there. Um, who seems to be the big those those seem to be the big three Jedi. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Dooku and Sifo Dyas. Um, we learn a lot about in this whole thing because um, who we first hear about in Attack of the Clones as the one who commissioned the clone army. Yeah. Um, but he and Dooku are best friends. They're best friends. It's. Yeah. Through the whole time. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it is nice. I like sifo Yeah, Sifo was a good. He was a good character in this. Yeah, um, I thought the so, too. Ones. Um. Should go rewatch his episode of the Clone Wars. Yeah, his was his was interesting. Um, so we have uh, we have Dooku here. We have Dooku. Here. How do we feel about uh, you and Morton as Dooku? I I think it grew on me. At first, I was just like, well, okay, like at this point in the book. Well, okay. This is it's Dooku's narrating, right? But it's it's hollow journals. We're not actually seeing the thing is that the the frame dissolves as you get into these sections, right. and then you have like like actual third person narrative happening um, with all the different action. It's not always yeah. just Dooku just telling the story, right? Um, I can forgive it. He's a child. He doesn't. I'm I'm sad that he we didn't get more like. He didn't feel distinguished in the way that, like, Christopher Lee Dooku feels distinguished. Yeah. I mean, I opinion. didn't care for his old Dooku. Yeah. His current generation Dooku, I did not think sounded anything like Christopher Lee. Yeah, no, that's... Uh-huh. And, and, like, that, I guess, kind of put me off, like, his, pretty immediately. His younger Dooku is, is fine. I yeah, I don't mind uh, it. Which like, he does pretty much all the way up until the last, the towards the end. But I didn't mind his younger Dooku. Um, he has done other... I mean, he's also done some audiobooks. I believe he did the Tarkin book. Ah, okay. Um, but um, of note for me, he was the voice of the Inquisitor in the Old Republic. <gasps> nice. Um, which the male Inquisitor, obviously. Um, and I that was my main character. He was That's that awesome. was my main character that I played was the Inquisitor. And I was like, oh. And hey, then, and then once guy. I heard that, I was like, oh man, I can't unhear it. He just sounds like the Inquisitor. That's now. really funny. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so I it didn't happen to me listening to this one. But when I listened to Tempest Runner, which I think is also Kevin Scott, I think uh-huh. even Kevin Scott did the Afro one. He might have just done all three. Maybe um, Tempest Runner had a bunch of audiobook narrators that I know from other audiobooks. And so there was definitely moments where I was like, OK, you're just this fantasy boy in my head. Like, yeah. I can't help that. Um but I didn't have that, like, that didn't happen for me in this one. I haven't gone and, like, looked at the cast list to see if I recognize anyone from other stuff that I've heard, but... A bunch of them are guys that, well, people who have narrated other Star Wars yeah. books. Like Mark Thompson, 
Um, oh, Jonathan I knew Mark Davis. Thompson was in there. That, that's yeah. almost um, a given, I think. Yeah, well, Mark Thompson did Yoda and does a great Yoda. In yeah, my he opinion. does. But um, Jonathan Davis plays Qui-Gon Jinn, and we haven't gotten to Qui-Gon yet, but oh, man, that is a that great... great. That's a I great Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh-huh. Uh, I, to the point where I was like, did they get Liam Neeson for this? <laughs> There's no way. I was like, no way did they get Liam Neeson for this weird thing. But... <laughs> The, the the one of the reasons I thought that is because they you, we meet Qui Gon very young like he's he's like thirteen or fourteen yeah but he already sounds he like already grizzled sounds old like Liam Neeson kind of incredible because <laughs> so we have like, this sequence with all these Padawans and then all of a sudden Qui Gon shows up and it's like like Yo. adult forty year old Qui Gon <laughs> Jin and I was like okay like all I guess right. well that's why I was like they must have gotten Liam Neeson and they're like well we can't <laughs> yeah, waste you can't Liam make Neeson sound. yeah exactly but no it's just uh yeah um that's the thing is like this 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 guy went so hard on like doing the liam neeson thing yeah and like we don't get that with dooku and it's kind of disappointing Mm -hmm. yeah anyway back to the uh hollow yes uh the hollow vids so dooku is um with these young padawans and has a sense he meets he sees a little uh, another little girl about his age Uh maybe a little younger uh, must be a little younger, and he I'm like feels the force. She is. Yeah, he feels the force pull towards her, and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna go off and follow her." Uh, and turns out she gets into a little trouble, and he's able to save her because he's got a few, you know, yeah. Jedi tricks. Doesn't have a lightsaber yet; he's just an initiate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, you know, they're like, "Oh, cool!" And she's like, "Wow, I, you know, I noticed you too, and we're." you know meant to i can feel the force pulling us together yeah or she didn't say that but he's like yeah i felt the force pulling us together um we meet ramil um and jensa mm-hmm. so this is jensa this is his jensa. sister yeah um he does not know that yet he does not know that ramil is also his brother is dooku the oldest like do it doesn't know. yeah it, they don't make it explicit but i'm just so curious like I'm assuming he's the oldest because neither of his siblings seem to, like, remember him being sent away. Right. But I don't know. They don't make it clear. Yeah. Well, even they're so close in. They're so close in age. In age, I feel like they're it's probably not. Um, But yeah, anyway, so uh, him and Jensa go off and they go to the Planetary Council of uh, Sereno. Yeah. Which is, I guess it, it kind of answers my question of like, you've got the global Senate and then all of these planets also govern themselves. Yeah. So they have their like own the council queen, buildings. The queen and her little council on Naboo. And then you had the senator for, yeah. So anyway, they go to the planetary council. It's like just the building, not like the actual council. Yeah. And he, and Dooku learns of the Tirataka. Which is a legend of a dragon that holds the world together. Isn't there's uh, like a like a statue or a, yeah. like a thing like that? Yeah, yeah. He touches a it. He's not supposed to. Yeah, she's like, don't touch it. And then uh, when he does that, there's a ground quake. Um, yeah. And the the there's a whole ground quake, and the the planetary council starts to fall. Um, and Dooku's trying oh, yeah, to save everybody. Uh huh. Um, and he like almost saves he's trying to save um jensa this part's really sad he he like musters up everything in himself to be like no i yoda has said that it's all about perception like the force moves with me i can do this Mm -hmm. and 
everything starts to move and shift and he believes that he's the one that's causing it to happen and then it's like oh no it's yoda 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 had shown up had followed <laughs> yeah looking for dooku and finds him and and saves and he's really bummed with himself he's like i thought i could do it i totally yeah, thought i could do it undercuts him hard um and he's just like no um but yeah so um when this happens uh count gora goes looking for jensa yeah and sees finds jensa there saved by and he's and then he recognizes yoda and he's like what the hell are you doing here and then turns and sees dooku and is just like oh my god you said you would never bring him back like yeah my son was supposed to go off my freak son was supposed to go off with you and dooku's like what the hell you know i so i had a i had a Mm -hmm. i had a thing here where like I guess I didn't understand. It took me, like, going back through this for notes for this episode. Like, why Gora is so averse to his son. Like, we learn that not only did Gora personally contact the Jedi to come get Dooku, he left his child out in the woods. Was just, like, like banished him. The Jedi will come find him later. But also, like, he is the scion of the house that drove the Sith away, right? So there is a natural aversion to, like, Force users in general, particularly on Sereno, apparently, because they are, they drove the Conquerors away, right? That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. That's how I'm choosing to read it, um, Um, because I can't find another reason for him to be this averse to Dooku with what seems to be just abhorrence yeah yeah that makes sense um so yeah so anyway he gets really mad dooku immediately finds out he's the count's son it is weird that yoda took him to sereno almost like he would be kind of wanted this to happen or something i don't know i don't know i have no idea sure is strange um I don't know how I feel about Yoda in this, Tim. We'll get into it, I think. Um, He's pretty much on brand, I think, for the prequel era. I think so, too. He's pretty much the same, Um, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so after that, Jensa and Dooku start secretly sending hollow messages to each other. Obviously, you're not supposed to have connection with your nope. family if you're in the Jedi Order, uh, which got me starting to think, um, at least in this era, the Jedi that we that we know still know their family kind of all do turn end up turning bad. Um, so you've got, am I? F- yeah, we've got Anakin clearly. Anakin, Dooku, um, Dooku. Yes. And then I was trying to think of, I thought I thought of one other one, but I, maybe I'm not. Um, there is a weird like caveat also, like doesn't, doesn't one of the, uh, uh, who is it? Um, one of the masters has wives. Oh, like uh, Kiati Mundi. Yeah, but Ki-Adi that's Mundi. different. But that's that was different. Di- it was it was literally because he needed to repopulate his species. Yeah, I think. it's a different circumstance. And I'm not sure if that's canon. I I think it was legends, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah. I I feel like there is someone else that I that we should we should know here. Yeah. Well, if you're screaming at the podcast. We apologize. Your, yeah. Uh, well, we. Apo- I don't apologize. I I'll, I'll purposefully apologize le- le- omitted it. I purposefully omitted it to drive you insane. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's what I had as part one because that kind of wraps that up. Yes. Um. Part two, we have Sifo Dias and Dooku 
getting into their little like uh this was a very harry potter episode uh in this my, absolutely feels uh, like a harry potter episode so Siphodius has a journal of Clias Teradine, uh-huh. who was a High Republic Padawan. Uh, did you look up who this was? Uh, I I think I have his page open, but I didn't actually. He's from like one of the High Republic comics, right? Yes and yes and no. Um, okay. He is technically also mentioned in um, the Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Oh um, oh. The, Interesting. Okay. The not Jedi, the the bounty hunter that we meet in that. Um, what's her What's her name? Uh, Ty, right? What's her? Yeah. Uh, um, Yorick. Yor Ty Yorick. That's right. Yeah, Ty Yorick. Uh huh. Um, she has legends, or she has visions of her spoilers for minor spoilers right. for yeah. Rising Storm. Um, of her past and why she left the order. And she, like, accidentally kills another Padawan or something like that. And that was Clias um, Teradine. Wow. And, uh... Oh! Okay, yeah. So in his in his Wikipedia article, it's Padawan Tylera, but it's Ty Yorick. She's dropped... She, okay. changed, she changed her name to Ty Yorick. Fascinating. Um... So yeah, so she, um, but yeah, that's all in the Higher Public Adventures, the Monster Temple. Um, I need to catch up on those. Yeah. Um. So apparently that's what happened to her, and the, they're they're like, oh, we, no one knows what happened to him. They think he got banished because he was, you know, too into the dark side or something. But no, he was literally killed. <laughs> yeah. And they just covered up that it was one of their own, basically. Uh, the council at the time, which I thought That's was kind of interesting. So anyway, incredible. They have his journal and find out about a room in the uh, in the council or in the, on uh, in the academy, basically. Yep, in um, the archives called the Bogan Collection. The Bogan Collection. Um, the Bogan is the um, it's another name for the dark side. It also is. Um, One of the moons of Tython. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, if you've, I don't know if you looked it up, it's basically the old, so Tython was one of the birthplaces of the Jedi Order. Yes. Um, apparently, Bogan was like their Australia, where they would just send Jedi wow. that went too close to the dark wow. side. Wow. Uh, that's funny. I didn't know that part. I Yeah, uh, so that's why it became, you know. Uh the the moons the tython moons ashlyn bogan um come back in rebels um on the planet that garizeb's people are okay refugees on uh and then tython also has returned to canon tython is the planet that the mandalorian takes grogu to to sit on that um on that altar to find luke oh yeah that's awesome so Anyway, yeah, uh, so the Bogan Collection. <laughs> the Bogan Collection. It's... They break in, uh-huh. um, looking at all the cool Sith artifacts, see some stuff that I'm sure I, I are mentioned somewhere else. Uh, uh, almost certainly. Um, I think I saw somewhere that one of them is uh, something mentioned in one of the Vader comics or, yeah, oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dooku sees the, what he, or hears, he hears what he thinks is the Tirataka. Yeah. Um, which is what he first learned of in the last part um, on Sereno. Um, they're eventually f- caught by the Jedi. 
Um, and he's like, oh, I was so scared. Like, he was scared, and he's telling Sypho what yeah. he saw. And Sypho's like, I don't see anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're going crazy. Um, but uh, we get a new character, uh, Jedi Lean Costa. Lean Costa. Costana. Uh, Costana. Costana. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she's apparently super interested in Sith war beasts and Sith in general. Yeah. So she's she like. She believes that the Sith Order is going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, we got to learn about them. She's like really trying to like. I think she's right. Yeah. Like so too. It's weird that the Jedi are just finding, they're finding Sith artifacts. They're just putting them in this room and being like, don't look at it. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. And she's like, you wonder why all these are popping up right now? Yeah. Why why have we found so many recently? Mm -hmm. Should we be concerned? We should probably be concerned with this. Right. And, uh. Yeah, he's uh, so she does this whole thing, this like song and dance of like making him think that she's Sith so that he'll tell her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh And uh, yeah, because he he showed up and he's like, I think you're Sith. And she's like, oh, really? Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then she's like, no, look at yourself. You're you know, you were trying to find something that wasn't there. And, you know, she's not Sith anyway. Um. But uh, she goes so far as to tell this story about this fake Darth Lord who also used a curved lightsaber, and that's yeah. why you're actually Sastuku. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know funny. if that was a fake. Fake. It is. Person. I think Yoda okay. later. I think Yoda oh, later right, right, comes right. back He's and like, is there's like, "No such thing. There's no right, such right, thing right. as this guy." Yeah, he she made that up. Yeah, that's right. Um. So yeah, that's the little. That's the little part two. Um. It's interesting because we're starting to see. You know, Dooku kind of leaning a little bit into the dark side, his kind of tendency for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. But also, like, it makes, like, the distrust he has for the Order for the things he's seen already. Like, there's already, like, a fracture that's happened. That happened pretty quickly. Um, I don't know. He's pushing up against it. Also, uh, I I just remembered the Bogan Collection does show up in another higher public um, place. In uh, Claudia Gray's Into the Dark. Um... There is a bit where uh, the Jedi in that book have found a bunch of statues they believe contain, like, dark side energy. And this is where they take it, to hide it. And then it turns out that actually those statues were keeping something with dark side energy. Mm. And they shouldn't have removed it from where they were in the first place. Whoops. Yep. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So that's that one. Um, Very Harry Potter. Very, uh, what's the... The room that they go to with all the room um, of requirement. Room of requirement. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of like the like oh they have a, like a secret passage and they all went there and they you know. went through. The, yeah, they go through. They go through a false window. Yeah, that's actually a door into the collection. That false window like is meant to look like it's looking out at the night sky, but it's actually just leading into this uh, yeah. this thing. I think there's a moment where. Um, they tell, like, Yoda mentions that this is how they got in, and one of the other Jedi Masters is like, I thought that place was, like, I thought that that had been cut off or whatever. I thought that it was impassable, and it was like, clearly not. Like, yeah. Yeah, he learned from, yeah, that. But yeah, so that's that one. Uh, so we cut our next little thing. And remember, in between these, there's, like, Entress is chasing trying to find Jenka, and she's arguing with her former master and it's kind of always the same like oh you know very slow progression there's bits of like uh oh she's sitting at dooku's desk and what is the thing that she hasn't thought of? oh she should look in the drawers to find more of his recordings like 
it seems like he's like egging her on a little bit. Do you think that this is actually like, is she communicating with him or is this all in her head? Um, yeah. So with the stuff with, um, with Kai, um, do, do we think that he is a force ghost, which is possible? I think that he's not like, I don't think it's full blown force ghost. I think this is like Qui-Gon still hanging around to talk to people, but can't manifest. Okay. We don't think he's representing her still good in her. The I think that it's also doing that. But the thing is, like, we reveal information about him over the course through the conversations that she has. And mm. either they're all like. I mean, I guess there's also a bit of, of things that she's learning from Dooku's. She learns stuff from Dooku. Journals. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, it's more likely that this is just like a representation of her of her consciousness. But I. It's hard to say in a world where life basically, after death does exist for Jedi. Yeah, in of. the story, basically in between each of these little stories, usually these little parts that I, I broke it up into, it's like he'll go, oh, you're you're not that evil. You're actually good. And she just is like, you're not real. Like, yeah. shut up. Like, essentially is like basically and that just that just happens like every like every probably time. every 30 minutes or so in the in the audio drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they have to keep reminding you that she doesn't believe in this. Yeah. Um, but then eventually she just gives up. Well, she's hanging out by herself a lot, waiting, like doing like stakeouts and stuff. So she just is like, OK, screw it. I'm just going to talk to you now. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of messes with him a little bit. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It it seems like he's his own character, so I think it's it's. I think so probably too. More I think I'd than prefer not. it if he's actually talking to her. Yeah, I think it's deliberately left unclear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, part three, we get to the apprentice tournament, which is one yeah. of my. This was one of my favorite uh, little things that I didn't know about. Apparently, had been around. I love this. Uh, for a while, but this is how Jedi Masters. Are, or Jedi Knights choose their Padawans um, is they hold a, a tournament of, of Padawans or a, a tournament of initiates, I guess. Um, and they all kind of do different like feats and stuff. And, and Tim, I just realized that you could tell a really good, I know you're not like an anime fan, but I'm just realizing you could tell a really good anime story with like a Padawan growing up and becoming a Jedi because you have all the staples. There's a festival arc. There's a tournament arc. Like these are things that happen in the, like it also, it also kind of recontextualizes the sequence from the 2D Clone Wars show where Dooku's holding a tournament to find his new um, apprentice. They mentioned that in this story. Yeah. It wasn't him holding the tournament, though. Remember, it was a, yeah. it was a crime in this lord. Version, in this version of the story, it's different. No, it's the same. I mean, it, it feels like the same event, but like... it's a, No, because it was a crime lord that was holding it, and he turned in the 2D Clone Wars. Okay. And then Dooku's like, okay, and then he just kills the tournament guy i remember? forgot about that part and you're then, right and then oh, he's just like man. okay yeah i found my yeah it's the That's same so it's funny. the same event yeah yeah okay but um, yeah like it's it's because this is how the jedi do this yeah um so anyway so but that was a that was a whole separate thing with ventress um yes yes but yeah no the jedi they hold a tournament and um it's not guaranteed that every initiate will become a padawan mm -hmm. uh the apparently the high council doesn't really 
they just kind of stay out of it. They will watch it or whatever, but the whole thing is the force is supposed to draw two people together. Uh-huh. So you'll have the knights go, oh, I think um, I'll take Gary as my Padawan. Oh. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, Gary is a Padawan now. Yay. And they're like, Yay. I can't believe. And then, um, so yeah, so they get this and it's kind of, it's kind of fun because they're like, you're seeing from the apprentices cause it's Dooku and, and Dooku really oh, wants to be, yeah, Dooku really wants to not just, He's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be an issue any longer. I'm gonna be a Padawan first of all, which mm-hmm. is an assumption as we as we find out. Like yes. you don't necessarily, you're not guaranteed. Yeah, not guaranteed. Um, and he's like, I hope it's, uh, I hope Lean L- Lena Costana, Lean Costana. Um, I hope she picks me. I hope she picks me. I really want her to pick yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but she's not even in the audience he's like gosh darn it like which is i feel like that's like got to be the biggest fear because then you're like well then do i just want to be a, a an initiate for another year yeah so or, that like they can see me so next that time or do i comes next get time a jump? or uh-huh. do i you know get stuck with uh you know tara sanube and i have to just hang out in the <laughs> you know like <laughs> well you know what i mean like especially yeah, no, that wouldn't right. be your as a as a 10 year old if i was a initiate, jedi i would like, want to be paired with sanube you just like, like yeah, i'm just gonna hang out in the library all day yeah. hell yeah yeah you'd be yeah you'd be like <laughs> jacosta where are you please <laughs> um anyway um <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah so he's Dooku's very he's very much swordsman focused. Like he really he loves studying the um lightsabers, which yeah, at this they point do, they do a bit of lightsaber forms in this they later. Do. Later, but yeah, oh, they, I, I love it. I love yeah. it so much. So he's very focused on like the swordsmanship and um at this point, since there's no Sith, uh they really talk about like, well, like lightsaber fighting is really ceremonial. No one ever yeah. uses it really like, why are you so obsessed with that? And he's just like, it's just my thing. I'm just really into yeah. it, which is, you know, okay, fine. Like, that's just like us being into swordsmanship really now. Like, it's like, sure. Like it, what are we ever going to use any sort of swordsmanship? Yeah. But yeah. I um, mean, well, yeah. I wonder if his fascination for swordplay came before, or after he learned about, lean Castana's interest in like the sith um i'd have to double check but i feel like they would he would he mentioned it about the same time like yeah because like i think i think there's part of like oh i think she's right in her fear that the sith are coming back and i want to be ready right yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was. I think he just. I don't think it that's seemed like he just either. really into it. Like he's just really like. He's the, just a sword guy. He's a sword guy. He's yeah. He's your normal, your typical sword guy. Your typical sword guy. That's um, the episode. That's the title right there. <laughs> you know, you say that so many times, and ha- it like, never happens. Yeah, it's never that one. There's, there's no always one. something better. I think yeah. is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, and then I learned last episode that you'll sneak in, you'll edit stuff in later. I forgot. I. D- I forgot I did that. <laughs> You could make me sound sometimes. however you could make me sound however you wanted to. Tim, I have so much power. You do have so much power. I don't like it. <laughs> um, I don't trust you not to fall to the dark side. Um, oh no. Anyway, so um, Dooku and Sifo-Dyas are selected to duel each other, and Sifo's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, I, 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 I really? he's like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be able to beat you. You like are obsessed with sword fighting. Yeah. And he's just like, no, like it's fine. You'll do, you'll do great. And Sifo's like, just don't go easy on me. Like, 
just go your hardest. And so they have the duel and obviously Dooku wins. And then guess who showed up late or whatever and oh, is shit. actually in the back behind the council. It was Lean Costana. She's there. And so she's there. Like, like, uh, they're like, oh, look, it's, uh, it's Lean. She's here. And yeah. so Dooku's like, oh, awesome. Here, here she is. She's going to catch, she's going to, um, select me. But, um, she does decide to take a, uh, yeah. Padawan. But Surprising she everybody. Selects Sifo Dias. Oh, shit. And Sifo's like, I'm coming. Sorry. Excuse me? Like, what? me? Yeah, well, he's, well, he's like, how does he, like, oh, like, yeah, he apologizes best, he to apologized Dooku. Because it's like, because, uh huh. He knows that Dooku wanted it. And he's just like, look, I have no say in this, really. Like, yeah. I can't she say just, no. She just watched you beat me and then was like, I'll pick the loser. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like, how do I, and I don't want to tell you, man. Duke is very gracious. It's just like, yeah, no, of course it's well-deserved. You're uh-huh. good. Um, but then. Yeah. Who's going to be Duke? Master, Master Yoda decides that he's going to take apprentice and everyone's like someone from the high council, like is going to take an apprentice that never happens. What the yeah. hell? And he selects Dooku. Just wild to me. Um, so yeah, that's it's weird. I have no um, idea why he selected yeah. him. How okay? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple things that are happening here, right? Um, mm-hmm. when Dooku in Attack of the Clones mentions that he was trained by Yoda, I assumed that he was Yoda's apprentice in the way that like obi-wan once said to yoda was i so different when you trained me that like it was not an actual i don't know if i actually believed that he was actually his apprentice in the way that like qui-gon and obi-wan or obi-wan and uh qui-gon and dooku like uh like a lineage in that way also like 800 year old yoda taking an apprentice like a specific apprentice like that's a statement Right? Like, he's been teaching Jedi for hundreds of years. But picking someone... Do you think Yoda has other, like, direct apprentices? He must have. Yeah. I assume so. They're all long dead. Probably? He Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if, you know, he's like 900 years old or whatever? Or at this point, I guess he's like 800 years old, but... Yeah. um, Wouldn't it be funny if he picked, like, uh, a Jedi... It was like the, the had the like the lifespan of like a gnat. Oh no! And it, it like lives for like he's like, dude, this is the easiest. Like this is the easiest. I'm gonna teach this kid. He's gonna I'm live for like 24 hours. Oh, that's horrible. Well, like the I always wondered why like they like most of like the Jedi are not they didn't like branch out too much. I felt like, um, even in higher public they don't branch out too much. Uh, but I felt like um. Uh, phantom menace is like the most weirdest jedi we get yeah definitely um because we get like oppo rancisis and they have yeah oh man i love oppo rancisis uh they have we have uh yaddle you know we got a bunch of weird jedi that appear but they're like not principal characters in the same way that like stellan geos or avar chris are right because we have there is the the guy who is in charge of the um docking station on starlight beacon 
who comes up in some of the middle grade books and he's like a storm cloud or something. Yeah, that's right. And then right. there's also that guy from Rising Storm who's like gelatinous inside a suit. Right, 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 right. I liked him. I love him. He's he was cool. cool. Uh, but like we don't get stuff like that very often. Um, yeah, um, I just think of like like uh, the Green Lanterns. Uh, yeah, they have there's some variety. Weird, uh-huh. There's some weird Green Lanterns in there. Um, there's yeah, like I a, would love more weird. Creatures. There's a one celled Green Lantern. What? Um, his partner is like an entire planet Green Lantern. Wow. Or like if Ego the Living Planet got a ring. <laughs> got a Green Lantern. Not like the, not like he was not e- like evil, but yeah, no, uh, I know what you mean. Like it's yeah, like give me some weird Jedi. Like I'm down literally for that. any of the t- Cantina aliens, but they're Jedi. Yeah, like yeah, there'd be some good ones. Um, I'm glad like uh, like Book of Boba Fett's bringing back some of the weird uh, Cantina aliens. Book of Boba Fett's bringing back some weird Cantina uh, aliens. I was thinking, I was just thinking about like, isn't there like um like a like a ant or a cricket guy in Mando season two? That He's not a Jedi. Familiar. Yeah. But like I think there's like an like a bug, like alien. And I was like, I'm down for stuff like that. This is the frog. I like the frog lady. She's great. Yeah. There's yeah, that'd be great. Isn't there a squirrel green lantern? That would be great. Like something, I would be surprised. Something small that looks I don't know. Oh yeah, why don't we have any like like little like Yoda's a little guy. We don't have any like Jedi who are like just little guy. Like little tiny. There's not like small creatures in the way that you would get in like um yeah like men in black. <laughs> There's the alien in the first one who's like just a little guy in the head of yeah. the suit. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be great. Something like that. I love stuff like that. I mean, some weird get like I feel like Star Wars after Phantom Menace. I feel like George Lucas got like yelled at by nerds too much <laughs> after Phantom Menace, and he just like. I was like, well, fine. I won't be as weird, guys. Sorry. I'll make any weird guys. He got, he got bullied by nerds. <laughs> oh, poor George. It's literally, I mean, literally, that's the. You could name the Star Wars fandom bullied by nerds, but bullied by nerds. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, what's our next bit, Tim? Our next bit. Well, no, it's the the rest of us. So Yoda takes him and oh, basically just one. Okay. ignores him for a month. It's horrible. It's perfect. It's funny, it's but very, like also, it's very Yoda. It's so. It's extremely Yoda. Okay, it's extremely Yoda, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Yoda's kind of an asshole. Yoda, no, Yoda is a great teacher. Yoda makes you learn through experience. I mean, he's got all the time in the world to wait. Yeah, and so do you. you I don't just, have as much time as Yoda. You just don't know it. You're going to learn you're going to learn at your own pace anyway. Why not Yoda just help you learn at your own pace anyway? You can you're not going to learn by him going It's more oh. guidance than if he, strict mentorship. So if he goes if if Yoda turns around and and tells Dooku, you have to be patient, you have to realize what you don't know. Is Dooku going to learn that? No. No, but here the the thing that I'm thinking about right now is that like Yoda's teaching style Rather than being like a person trying to train a pet or a dog or like teach a child is more like grooming a tree, like a bonsai, like snipping away, like pointing out the things that are like, you need to work on this a little bit, like 
focus here, but is like patient and. <sighs> it's not. I it's, know it's thoughtful. I know what you're but saying. It, like, I agree. Um, but it, it, I, I do think that like pointing out flaws is not what he's. No, it's not doing. exactly what he's doing. He's, it's not. It's not what he's doing. So just to just to get through this real quick, just to yeah. show what he does here yes, yes, for those yes, who yes. didn't read it, was he basically just ignores Dooku for a month. Dooku gets frustrated and is like, I will prove to him that I'm strong, that I can do whatever. I'm ready for anything. Like, I want to start my training so hard. Like, I know what I'll do. Um, Yoda loves this tree. This like it's like a it's called the great tree. I'm just going to rip it out of the ground, roots and all, and show him how strong I am, because this is like one of the oldest trees and it's been planted here forever. Uh-huh. And I'm going to show him. And he literally sits there and tries to rip the tree out of the ground with the force. And he fails. And only once he fails does Yoda look up from his meditation. Yoda's sitting there meditating, literally ignoring him the entire time. It took him, you know, like you said, like a month to get to the point where he was willing to attempt this thing that he could not do. Like, why couldn't Yoda have just like had a conversation with him day one? On, like, here are the things I think you need to work on. Like, is this actually an effective teaching method? I think it, it's an extremely expe- uh, effective teaching method. I think this type of thing, the I'm going to try so hard and fail, and now I'm going to learn from that failure with my master. My master's going to pick me up and help me okay. now. Okay. But, like, in the long term at least from Dooku's perspective like how helpful is this this is like a memory that will never leave him that never leaves him right he's like recorded it in these journals um and like we know where Dooku ends up and like does Yoda have a part to play in where Dooku ends up I think yes yeah no no well Yes and no. I think it's not really fair because I think anyone that any the We're whole point of the dark this side story through his perspective. Well, no, yeah, but I think that yeah, there is there is a failure in Yoda. The Yoda's not perfect, but I don't think blaming his fall to the dark side. No, no, I don't. I don't think Yoda. that Yoda deserves like that entirety. But like, I think that there's I think it's that, a contributing factor. You think that Yoda's training is a contributing factor? I mean, I think that, like, Dooku's relationship with Yoda is proven to be fault time and time again in this book. Or in this story, I should say. It's not a novel, but, like, uh, I feel like they butt heads often. Yeah, I, don't know, I think that's healthy. I, I don't, don't think- know that he's giving, it doesn't feel like Yoda's giving him support, or at least Dooku is selecting not to give us stories of Yoda being a a good master. He does cut off this story right when Yoda's about to teach yeah. him things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he cuts to it's a bunch selective. of time later. Yeah. You're right. But I do think that like this, this lesson was important enough for him to include it. And it was a lesson. And we see that this is how Yoda teaches. Yoda yeah. teaches by letting you go do the thing. He'll go, he'll tell you, like, okay, no, like, you know, you don't need to, um, 
you know, what's in the tree? Oh, you need to go do this alone, but only what you take with you is what what will be in in the scary tree. And, you know, you have to go, okay, well, I'm bringing my blaster and my lightsaber. And it's like, okay, well, that's what's, you know. That's what you're taking with you. You're bringing in ready to fight. So that's what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and that's kind of what he, but he's like, okay, no, you go do that thing. And I, now as I'm saying this, I think the whole thing in Empire where Luke doesn't finish his training and goes to... Bespin is training. Is training. is training. That's yeah. Luke. That's that's Yoda's style. Is like you're not, yeah okay. Like no okay. I I told you don't go do this. Do, you know if you value what they fight for, stay here, complete your training here. But if you don't, you I didn't fail like, your training. Think I understand Dooku's frustration here though, in the like. Okay, you chose me to be your Padawan, and you're giving me nothing. And, like, I understand how that builds to the point of, like, oh, I'm gonna tear Yoda's favorite tree out of the ground. Um. Now, I think uh, like, if, if Yoda thought he could actually tear the tree out of the ground, I think Yoda would have done something. Yeah. yeah, totally. But, like... He's not necessarily egging him on, but he's, like, providing the space, you know? Yeah, no, I think, and that's good. Yoda's complicated. I I think Yoda's great. I don't think Yoda's, yeah, yeah. No, I love Yoda. I definitely love Yoda. And I think that you're right. Like, we're constantly seeing Yoda, especially in his relationship with Luke, which I I can't think of, of, of a mentorship that that I like more in Star Wars than the way that Yoda and Luke interact with each other. But, like, by the time of Empire, Yoda has, like, a playfulness that I don't think comes through at all in the prequel era or in here. Or even you in get a little bit of it in the prequel era when he's with the kids. That's true. That's um, true. Ooh, I just, lost I a wish planet monster Obi-Wan has. Yeah. You know, he's, he's yeah. a little bit more playful. You're not wrong. Playful. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, well, remember, he's... Me. <laughs> He's yeah, I can tell, but it's I, I think it was necessary, and I think it was a no. good scene. It's I think a, definitely for Dooku, apparent like especially because yeah. Dooku Dooku has like such a grandiose opinion of himself, even before he look knew how he was big like, and strong I am. Look at all the things I know. I'm ready to learn. Teach me more. Yeah, and he's like, no, you have he's a lot prideful. to learn. He is very prideful. Um. And I think a month of his however many years of training, that's not that long. That's not that bad. It's like, it's like, okay, like he learned if you're really what you should have done with if you're Dooku and, you know, mm-hmm. you're I mean, he's not going to know this until later. Like, I'm sure old Dooku was able to look back. I mean, maybe not Sith Dooku, but like, you yeah. know, older Dooku probably looked back and was like, I probably should just sat next to him and meditated with him. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah, just been there with him and just done that like (laughs) it's like that would probably would have been more beneficial than me like pounding my head against the wall but anyway i liked the scene a lot that's actually really funny i didn't even like could like dude was doing so much to like prove himself over this month or whatever He's doing all these lightsaber forms he knows he tries to pick up everything in the room with the force like 
he could have just like sat down and been quiet for yeah. like an hour. Which is, that's so I mean, us knowing Yoda, that's what he. Yeah. You know, he's very much like, You're oh, right. let's sit down. Let's like chill here. You know, um, I think I mean, I love I could talk about Yoda's lessons. All I love his lessons in Star Wars in general um, in The Last Jedi. The the failure lesson is what ties that it's whole movie so together. Good. If that scene it's doesn't so happen, good. the whole movie doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think. Or if you don't, I think for a lot of people, if they don't get that that scene is talking about more than just Luke, it's talking about literally the entire film. Yeah. I think, you know, anyway. Oh, that movie. Even that, even that scene is Luke going like, she stole the books. We have to, uh, ah, she, you know, like, you're like where fine. she's going, you know, and he's just like, Hey, Calm down. She's good. Yeah. She let has her, everything yeah. that she's going to need. Just let her sit there. You know, let her do her thing. Go let her do her thing. And maybe she fails. Maybe she doesn't. But it's fine. It's all going to be okay. Um. So anyway, yeah. Yoda's awesome. I want more Yoda Dooku content. Specifically, uh, they mentioned that they like do a... They don't even do a montage. They just like briefly mention... That like, oh, he's had a whole, but he went on a whole bunch of missions with Yoda. They went to Mantuin, they went to Lash, uh, to Ashik. They went to Kazook. And L- Lasbane? I was gonna say Lashbane, but it's L-A-H-S-B. But also, they, they liberated an entire solar system from a necrotic queen. Oh. And I don't yeah, know what that cool. means. Yeah, there's a couple, uh, there's a few lines like that where they're like, I think in the Bogan collection, they mention someone who like, I had, I like look it up. I was like, what on earth was that? And it's just nothing. They just made it up. For they just the, made it up. For, I it was just, like, like, love that. They're, they're, That's my favorite bit of Star Wars yeah. is when you drop a sentence, like they stopped the chronic queen and yeah. you just keep going. That was awesome. I can't remember what the heck the, it was like, it was Sifo talking to uh, he was reading the journal that he found and he was uh-huh. like, oh, it's this old Sith Lord who won the war of a thousand deaths or something like that. Liberated wow, that. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I looked it up and it's just like, yeah, it's just that was just made up for the, for this. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of cool. That's old, that's old school Star Wars. I love shit like that. Yeah, that's the best. Um, I'm just going to briefly go over part four because it's uh-huh. kind of interesting, but not really necessary for the overarching plot all that much sure. but yeah go for it Sifo-Dyas comes back with uh Lean Costana and uh he's having visions and he foresees the destruction of what they eventually found out is the planet Proto Branch um which is a farming planet that creates Bacta which again um very high republicy yeah um the growing of Bacta um this planet controls their own weather but Sifo-Dyas sees everything like burning and a huge storm. And they're like, well, we control all the weather. Like That's we would know if there's going to storm. Yeah. We didn't schedule any storms, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, the council's like, look, you don't need to go, but Kastana, Sifo and Dooku all go there against the council's wishes. And guess what? There was a solar flare. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, all of the cities on this planet are floating above the surface because the entire planet is an agricultural hub. Right. I kind of like that. So this solar flare shuts down everything. Yeah. So it crashes a bunch of the floating it. cities. 
Yeah, so they save as many people as they can, and yeah, it's just like a little adventure that happens, um, which is fun. Yeah, and this is just yet again, like, fracturing the way Dooku sees the Order, sees the Republic. Especially when, like, one of the, like, the senators of that planet comes back, and he's just like, did you save all the Bacta? And he's just like... We saved all the people we could. We like, people. I don't care about the Bacta. And he's just like, oh, yeah. right, the people. Yeah, definitely. And definitely then he's just the like, and then you hear, the him, Bacta. you hear him on the phone in the background, like, yeah, we, it sounds like we're going to be able to save most of the Bacta. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, we're good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So there, he was There's very a much- lot of, this book has a lot of bits of like stuff like this, like just like small, like what feels like small background politicking, but it's very much like, who is the Republic going to send resources to? Right. And when will they make that decision? Well, that will be the, and, that'll be the final. That's what, like yeah. what it, what it kind of, I mean, that's where it happens to. here. And then, yeah, it's going to happen again on Sereno. Yeah. I have spoilers for the spoilers. End. We'll get there. Sorry. Uh, so speaking of Sereno, um, Dooku, um, at some point, I can't remember what, what point this is, but Dooku, it's found out that Dooku has been messaging his sister. um, is with it, the holocrons. Yeah, um, it's before this bit with his brother's race, right? Uh, well, we're we're not there yet. Yeah, it's so that's what I mean. It's before um, that. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's um. It's even before the this funeral. scene, though. Well, it's before the funeral, right? Yeah, it happens before the funeral. Yeah, but, so like, that's, that's what I'm saying because he decides to go. Yeah, so it's well, but they were the the council found out, and they're like, "Have you been messaging your sister?" And they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that. Stop doing that." And he's like, "Okay, I will," but he still did it anyway in in private. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she tells him that, oh, mom died. We're having a funeral. Um, You should come. And he's like, OK, I'll go secretly. I think that I think the council finding out happens between him getting the message that his mom has died and him going to Sereno. Like, okay. I think it's in that branch. OK, so he goes secretly. He like hides out, does his like, I'm a Jedi and I definitely don't look like a Jedi when I put my hood up. Thing, <laughs> which like all jedi do it's part of being a jedi it's it's part of being a jedi um yeah so he goes there he puts his head up hides out in the back um count gora doesn't seem that uh upset that his wife died um ramil his brother well duku's oh. brother and mm-hmm. uh gora's son also don't seem to care that much the, um, they have a funeral moon they do. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Opening Sereno. Yeah. They they go specifically to the moon to bury his wife. I love that because they they say the reason is that way the ancestors couldn't always look up on always them. look down on you. I think that's Which beautiful. It's it would be perfect for our moon in real life because the one side of the moon always faces yeah the Earth, yeah. which is so interesting to me that. It's tidally it, locked. Uh-huh. It's tidally, it never like, rotates. It never. Well, it does rotate. It but rotates, it but rotates like, at the right speed that it's always facing. Precisely. Uh huh. Um, I think that's so awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I so think this be, is a really cool image. It'd be perfect if we buried people on buried the moon. their dead on the moon. Could you imagine if we had to send a rocket to the moon every single time someone died? No, you would send like a group <laughs> of people, would- right? Okay, yeah. Um, every day? every Like, people die all the time, Tim. There's a lot of people. Well, it's obviously, like, just the wealthy people. <laughs> You're Okay, I it's, don't need... I don't care if Jeff Bezos' dad gets buried on the moon, Tim. Yeah, I don't care either. But <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a nice sentiment. 
it's it is like, a nice sentiment. It, just like this. This is the ruling party. It's the Countess You're right. of like, Sereno. Yeah, they, like, they, they are the rulers of Sereno. You are not wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's I so don't funny, think, though. I don't think the, the peasants of Sereno get buried on the moon. I don't <laughs> on think the they, moon? Yeah. I don't oh, think they do. Rip. Let's be honest. You're probably right. Um, especially at this funeral, we see how the peasants are being treated. Uh, Sereno's bad. Yeah. Um, Dooku's dad is doing a bad job. So basically, well, I don't know if I agree with this message in real life, but whatever. Uh, the, the peasants are being pushed out by automation. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh, you're building all these droids and that's what's causing our, uh, you know, that's what they're taking. The droids are taking our jobs. You know, you know, the thing that's worse here. The thing that's worse here is that, like, in Star Wars, the droids are people. Like, we don't always treat every droid as a person, but, like, they are sentient. Yeah, most, some droids are. Um, Some droids seem to be more sentient than others, but, like, is, is 3PO and the mouse droid equally sentient? Don't disparage the mouse droid. (laughs) He's got a job to do. But he seems no, like, I think, but like he seems I like think... a droid pet. Like a droid would have him as a pet. <laughs> right? No, but like that mouse droid is doing a job. It's not just a pet. My dog doesn't what go to job? work. What like, job is it doing? It's running it just... around. It, it's going around the Death Star and getting scared. There's got to be a purpose. It. You wouldn't build it for like... I don't think that the Empire is spending resources on building droids that are just for being cute. Like, I think there's another droid somewhere on the Death Star. There's another, yeah, and it's companionship to another droid somewhere (laughs) on the Death Star. Um, it's some other droid's pet. Anyway, that's fun. Um, Anyway, I have to look up mouse droids now. So, um, anyway, so the uh. There is a protest that happens at the funeral being yeah. like, hey, they took our germs um, to the count. Like, you don't care about us. You're downtrodding us. We're going to um, protest your wife's funeral. And Count Gora does uh, not seem to care so much about his wife's funeral, more about like, this is an affront on me. And, you know, he's very prideful, which is where yeah. he probably yeah, gets yeah, it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Dooku, so there's like a kind of a confrontation and Dooku steps in, um, oh, Genzo was trying to do a whole speech about how her mother and. Yes. And um, how grateful they were that people were there. And yeah. she's giving this message on behalf of her father, who was like, on my behalf, what, like, what is ah, this? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the protest starts happening and Genzo's kind of locked up in it and Dooku goes in to save her. And accidentally knocks over his mom's corpse, which is of things to do at your mom's funeral. Not the best. The worst thing to do. It's not the, the worst one. thing to do at your mom's funeral um, is to knock her body out of her coffin. But Dooku manages to do it. Uh, um, everyone is mad at Dooku um, for one, showing up uh, and two, knocking over his mom's corpse. Uh, so basically Dooku's like, yeah, I should probably cut ties with Jenza. And so he does. So he doesn't, he doesn't talk to Jenza anymore. 
Um, all of the rest of this is no longer talking uh, from messages to Jensa, but uh, Ventress finds his journal. Yeah, which this is the bit um, was in in the desk that she was sitting at, but just in a locked drawer instead of the other drawers. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. know. It's whatever. Firstly uh, locked up. Oh. Um. So on the way home, um, Lena and Sifo with Dooku were like, oh, hang on, we gotta make a stop. We're going to a planet called Susto to get a Sith relic for Lena's collection that she's studying mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, Dooku is briefly captured by a, like, dark side group of some sort. Yeah, very, there's, like, like, this dark side cult yeah. that is obsessed with, like, visions and prophecies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, from what I can find, and... um. Yeah, they kidnap him to use him in a ritual or some bullshit. Yeah, and then uh, Dooku basically sees his future, which he's like, oh, and he, like, sees all of it. He sees Ventress. Oh, oh no, he sees multiple overlapping futures. He right. sees the Jedi become the rulers of the galaxy in oh, one right. of his visions. Right, right, right. Uh, he sees, like, what if, what if when Mace Windu had gone to arrest Palpatine, it worked? Yeah, okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um. Yeah, but he also sees what actually happens. So he sees Ventress, yes, and he sees he Sidious, and everything. So, um, yeah, and he's rescued by uh Sifo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sifo's had lots of visions now, and he's always he's always kind of goes nuts when he sees his visions. Is this the point where he channels he, Force Lightning for the first time? Yes. So he goes in here, and Sifo finds him, and in, in order to escape and also to end his vision. Dooku does force lightning and he's like, ah, so it's, it's actually very similar to, um, when Ray first does her, she's like very under a lot yeah, of stress. It was and like then unexpected, unexpected. And then and he just does it. Yeah. Frankly. Um, so yeah. So, um, Dooku is able to escape using force lightning and Sifo cleanses him. Yeah. They learning, do this, like doing ritual. a ritual called uh-huh. the ritual of three. Where he does a mm-hmm. chant and they wrap arm wraps around his arms. Yeah. Um, I don't really see how that helps. Helps, but it it. I mean, a lot of different um people wear arm wraps in Star Wars, so I'm not sure if that has anything. Like, I know doesn't Ventress wear arm wraps in some? Yeah, I. Um, I think she's even wearing them like. In the cover of this book. Like, in the image. Yeah. That we see. Um, there's, like, a term for this. I don't see it, though. It's not in this part. I feel like there's, like, a specific, like, word that they use. Or, like, a reference to, like, what this uh, ritual is. Yeah. It's called the Ritual of Three is what, what they called it. Um... But yeah, anyway. So yeah, so that was that. Um, we see another foreshadowing of the dark side, um, which I don't know if there's anyone who read this or, or listened to this um, and hadn't seen any of the Star Wars movies. They're just like, I don't know. I'm just going to watch. Yeah. The, what's the story? I'm just going to listen to the story about. Um, I'm sure there's at Qui-Gon least one Jin's person. Master. There's probably at least one person. If I know anything like you'd think, no, 
but working, but at, the mov- working at the movie theater long enough, there's enough people oh, that man. just kind of like wander in and they're like, I don't know, I'm going to go watch this. I'm going to go know, read this thing. I'm going to watch the th- the second Maze Runner movie. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I guess. Right. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> Literally, that would happen. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, people yeah, just yeah. kind of walk up and just. So I figure there's probably a lot of that with like. Like audiobooks and stuff that we don't you know sell tickets to so i don't know um, audible recommended this to me because yeah. i read another star wars book eight months ago or because i read you know and yeah yeah any any sci-fi thing and then this was the latest one that if so i'm sure someone has gone through this but um uh, yeah he's it's foreshadowing that he'll go to the dark side so so um yeah so part six of this we have um we skip right over the fact that Qui-Gon had an apprentice named Rail Avaros. Rail Avaros. We skip uh-huh. his entire Padawan ship. The whole thing. You know what's funny is like that's how Rail has only been sort of in the background because like he is important in that Master and Apprentice book by Claudia Gray that I mentioned. Yeah. But like it's long after he stopped being Dooku's apprentice. Yeah, it's and that's just what happened here is like it's also like, funny i feel like rail's way too cool for like like rail strikes me as a quidlin Voss type almost yeah and the fact that dooku was his master well, is really first of all, funny they use like a deep like texan accent <laughs> for, for him and i'm not sure why he's like wrangling cattle which um you know we've had we have a couple Texas uh-huh. accents in Star Wars previously. Yeah. So you've got um the one I think of is uh Red Leader has a bit of a southern accent. He does. Uh and then uh the pilot in the leader pilot in Squadrons has a southern accent. We She she I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Rail spoilers. We skip so much of rail in this right. Dooku book. That he's already had a Padawan who died. Right. Yeah. Which we, is wild. The, the amount, the time jump is jarring. Here. It's like 40 years. It's much longer than that, right? Because it? he's, it's got to be uh, longer than four years because. No, 40, 40 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. His mother's death happened in 82 BBY and. Uh, he gets contacted by Jenza asking for his for help on Sereno in forty two. So, yeah, okay, so yeah, it's maybe somewhere in a forty five years or something here. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a long it's time. Crazy. So, but at this point, we cover Dooku in the in that we have another apprentice tournament, and we have Dooku selecting Qui Gon. Yeah. From the Apprentice Tournament. And as uh, we mentioned earlier, Qui-Gon already sounds like he's 38 years old. He already sounds like he's 38. Also, uh, part of Qui-Gon's group, someone else who's looking at maybe being Dooku's apprentice, is Kyneric. Who, oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. will eventually be the uh, the first master of Ventress. Also, um, honorable mention, um, one of my favoritely named uh jedi um i'm a gundai <laughs> uh is also in this uh i forgot uh he's also in this class this padawan class oh poor i'm a gundai uh guess what i'm a gundai does in the clone wars oh he heroically S- dies 
sounds to me like he's gonna die. Uh, yeah. I'm um, gonna die. Maybe it's pronounced I'm a gun D, but it sure looks like uh, I'm a gun I'm a gun die. I'm gonna die. Uh, but yeah, he, he I think Qui-Gon says something like, Oh, I'm a gun is gonna like do something that they're like, yeah, it's something that like um, so funny. I loved it. But um anyway, so we we kind of see that. Uh, and then we cut to a cool little detective story with Qui-Gon and Dooku. This is the first time in this story where I was like, Dooku's kind of scary. This is... He was, it's in, yeah, there's it's so to many be. parallels to Anakin in this. Well, yeah. Like, deliberately, right? They both fell to the dark side, so we have to have them make similar mistakes, but... Well, you've heard the the theory, right, of the three Sidious's three apprentice in um, the three like in the three prequel movies paralleling Anakin's all in some way. So like no. um, like Maul is like the pure rage. Um, Dooku is the fallen Jedi. And then uh, Grievous is oh. or like not, oh, the, not the three the prequels. They're like he's like cyborg. a half man, half machine. Yeah thing or half oh. yeah um so it's kind of like I, I don't know if that's just reddit putting stuff together or if it was sure Lucas. but like um i think any sort of read like that is valid yeah um that yeah is so it's like and then and then they're all just different aspects of um the thing that is vader. what vader is yeah. is and so uh, that yeah, Dooku is very much the fallen Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. Part of Anakin, absolutely. Like here's the th- like, yeah, Dooku's interesting to me because he's not just rage and anger and destroy. I mean, I guess like neither is Palpatine, but Palpatine is like a weird cackling puppet I feel master. Like, I feel like Palpatine, at least the way McDermott plays him, is. When he gets to be like, it's almost like he hates being the politician Palpatine. Like when he gets to be full on Sidious. Palpatine is the mask. He's like, when he gets to be on full full on Sidious, he's like, finally, I can be me. It's like, you know, taking my socks off. Fully realized Palpatine. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's taking his socks off at the end of a long day kind of thing. (laughs) Um let that little goblin out yeah he yeah he can tell he he loves that so it's so good whereas i don't feel like i feel like dooku is kind of like yeah i'm a bad dude but it's because i need to get shit done and this is what yeah like he's more like like, at the end of this i'm not sure that dooku is a bad dude i mean he is a bad dude I mean, he is a bad dude. You're not right. wrong. But he's... We've he, seen evidence that he's a bad dude. He's lawful evil, right? He's like... Yeah. He's he's like, I'm doing this so I can, you know, I believe this is the right thing to do and this is the luck, well, you know, but I'm... Yeah. Uh, I would love... I evil. Again, with just like wanting more Dooku content, I want like Palpatine's seduction of Dooku. Yeah. Like how did get Dooku tiny actually bits of this. fall? Like, but, we um, see him, like, toying with the dark side and and being uncertain about, like, where the council is going and where the Republic is going and, like, wanting to do better for people. But, like, what is the point where he's like, nah, I'm just straight up going to electrocute my, my Padawan because that's the only way she'll learn. He's had two 
other people he trained who did well and went on to do good things. And then he's like, no, the real method is electricity. And like yeah. just fries Ventress over and over. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't I, like I'm, I'm, I need that piece. That's like the puzzle piece that's missing in this for me. Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to be about like him falling to the dark side, but it's not. It's about him no, it's leaving about, the Jedi. It's about the lost Jedi. Yeah. It's yeah, about how yeah. it's Jedi lost. Um, how, and they even talk about the lost before they're the lost 20, the lost ones in yep. the archive. The, 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 or this is way earlier, but they talk about the Jedi that fell from the order. And yeah, they have like busts and, uh, and not all of them. In, I like um, it. I like it because I think prequels. when we, in the deleted scene where they talk about it in, um, I think it's Attack of the Clones, they do. Um, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, they, it's the first time we see the archive because Jakas News in, in Yeah, so they talk about um oh yeah, these are the the lost Jedi, the lost twenty. Um and I think it's like implied that oh they all fell to the dark side. Because they the one they only really yeah. focus on is Dooku and he fell to the dark side. But it's no, it's like some of them are just like the people no, just left. Not for just us. Left the order. We're good. It's not here anymore. Yeah. No. Um and it's weird to me that there've only been twenty in the history of the Jedi. Which is insane. Tim <laughs> oh wait also if the jedi order hadn't been like est- extinguished right at the end of the clone wars uh ahsoka would yeah, be ahsoka would be the lost, the 20, lost 21 also, yeah which is fascinating yeah um yeah because they're very much like oh yeah not all of these are um they don't become evil yeah they're just like they yeah some of them are just like the jedi not for me yeah yeah um like a, a couple, I think the the thing is, is like there was like only like one notable exception that became a Sith Lord. Like they're it's like, oh yeah, this Dooku. guy was a no, no, no before Duke. Oh, someone else. Yeah, right. they yeah. And when they're just talking about the Lost, there's like one guy that was the Lost. But oh yeah, this guy. Anyway, he let's let's t- touch briefly on this little noir plot that the yes, Qui Gon and Duke. Noir plot. Uh, Dooku and Qui-Gon go to the Dragonfire Air Rally in Coruscant, which you know me. I was like, oh, different racing in Star Wars. (laughs) This is cool. Yeah, hell yeah. It's Um, an airspeeder race through the street. Famously, a very exciting thing to listen to in an audio play is a race. Uh, You can't really... (laughs) See it's funny because it's they like, also they make a very clear point that like even if you get like good seats at this race you'll only see like seconds of it yeah which is actually that's actually true for certain kinds of races for like certain if you, tracks yeah well no for if you go to races, a probably. rally race uh-huh. you're only gonna see it's gonna be like an eight Later mile stage and you're gonna see yeah. it maybe 10 seconds of race and it's really just a car going fast by you once that's so wild um but anyway don't get me started on racing I'll no i know i'm day. well um one day we'll just like play the pod racer game and i'll let you go off tim oh there you go we'll do the we'll, we could do a pod racing we could do a racing in star wars thing because there's pod I'm racing down for that there's swoop bike racing and um kotor there's the racing stuff in resistance. So we've got, we've got there is, a decent, yeah, a decent uh-huh. amount of racing stuff. Um, um, we don't get any good evidence of it, but apparently after, uh, after return of the Jedi, Han Solo, like went on to do like, like races and shit or like organize them or like was part of that. Like, I know that I that's like, like a thing that comes up in bloodline Solo. that that's what he's doing. When he's not raising his son 
is like racing. I feel like solo would be like a there's a type of racing. Okay, we're talking about racing now. Um there's no, a type it's fine. Of, Let's do this. There's a type of racing called uh cannonballing. It's a type of it's uh-huh. a, a very much illegal race. Um where people try to get from New York to LA oh. in the shortest amount of time. And I think they actually just set a record in 2020 because no one else was on the roads. Uh, <laughs> literally, like it was like it's kind of like a in the community, kind of like a like uh-huh. asterisk on it because it's like, OK, like kind of not fair to set it in 2020. In but a time when no one's driving. In a time yeah. of 20. Well, I think it's like 20. What's the cannonball record? It's like 26 hours or something like that. Wow. Um, it's like, um, yeah. And. Uh, Illegal racing based hours, on shortest time for like twenty five hours. Famously, right? Famously with their with the Kessel Run. That's what I'm trying to say. Is I feel like that's yeah. what that's what yeah. Solo was yeah. doing. He's probably doing cannonball type. Yeah, because I think it, I think it does come up in Bloodlines that like this is what he's been doing when he's not around with Leia after. Yeah, I could see Jedi. him doing something like okay, what's the shortest distance what's between, the, between Coruscant yeah. and Tatooine or something like that, like. I could see him doing something like that. It That's be, so funny to uh, me, but I love it. Yeah, the, I just for the for a record, twenty five hours thirty nine minutes is the current wow. cannonball record. Okay, um, average speed of one hundred and ten miles per hour, which is anyway. Okay, so they go to this race. Uh-huh. They go to this race, and it turns out that not only, um, not only is this like a big deal, it's the 48th annual or whatever. One of the racers is his brother. Yes. Um, which felt Ramil. very much. It, it seemed. Yeah. Ramil. It seemed to me like the scene in Iron Man 2 where Tony Stark is just like, I'm going to be part of Monaco now. Gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it seemed like Ramil was not initially on the. Uh, bought his way in. Yeah. He just kind of like bought his way. He's in, got which the is, money to do it. Well, that's kind of it's standard also, even now in motor racing like you can it's what's called gentleman drivers where you need an amateur uh, usually it's like a big uh some sort of rich person so like uh uh-huh. michael fassmeter does a lot of gentleman driving oh. um like i think there was a whole series of him being on in porsches uh um, um, doing uh, this that is kind of thing. super unrelated but not like there's a james bond book that i read recently that's okay. not an ian fleming book it's written by someone else mm-hmm. but also like bond feel has learned that there's this conspiracy to like kill one of the drivers at this race so he enters himself in the race on like the royal dollar and that seems like the absolute worst way to stop <laughs> yeah someone being he, murdered like, participate in the race and of course both the killer and the killy die like yeah that seems the absolute word like if you're in the race you need someone outside of the car to tell you what's (laughs) happening in the race you would think so and yet yeah anyway james bond does what he wants i'm i this could be a bold statement but i think maybe james bond movies aren't the most realistic no i don't think so back to our book about space wizards (laughs) yes um (laughs) Because this is very realistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this was just a long time ago. In a galaxy so, far, far um, away, we're fine. Ramil is part. This is the most convoluted part of this whole thing. God, um, this is so okay. So he's like doing well in the and race, and then he goes to throw it, and then changes his mind and doesn't throw it. Yeah, but then his speeder explodes because they thought he was gonna not. Gonna, throw he's it. gonna win, and then. 
there was something fishy going on with the wreckage, so they Qui-Gon and Dooku chase some Trandoshans. Yeah, okay, so so uh, once you find like if I skipped from the beginning to the end of this part of the story, it's like it's wait. It's so weird. What? Um <laughs> it's so it's so subtle. It happens so fast. Um yeah. this crash happens, and Dooku's like, oh shit, that's my brother. And he goes to find the crash. And the wreckage is being removed, right. um, presumably by, like, a security team right. or something. So he's like, this is sus. I want to, like, check out what's happening here. Goes to, like, the precinct. And a bunch of Trandoshans are moving it from the precinct to somewhere else. And he's like, that's also not standard procedure. Right. What are you doing? And the whole time the Jedi Council is like, Dooku, just come back. Like, just let them deal with this. Let the let cops them deal, deal with, with this. It. This is their job. This is not your responsibility. You have a personal yeah. interest. This is wrong. He like go so far does he force choke this guy did he like lifts a this dude bit. up and a like threatens bit. him a little mm-hmm. bit to the point that like qui-gon gets really nervous and then he's like oh you did a great job playing the like the the good cop in yeah. my good cop bad cop scenario he's, he's like, like no i think you were just a bad cop dude yeah and he's just like he had complete control of the situation <laughs> i was never gonna you know do yeah, anything it's, uh, uh but then uh, later he gets to the point where he's like i actually don't know if i'm gonna murder this person or not like yeah uh but yeah anyway uh um, so he he like finds out that these trandoshans were hired by someone because... no no they were hired by that constable guy yeah and then he tells qui-gon the reason he'd like choked him was so that he would be scared enough to run back to the person yes, who hired him yes and they uh-huh. follow him to a god gen- is this the whole this is the whole revelation of like yes the corrupt jet yes. oh my god this is how long it goes for and it's, it's very such a confusing. nightmare um so he goes all the way back to a creature called Cenovax, which is a genet which is okay you know how i always say that like i really i get really annoyed that like they use the the like species name and i never know what the heck the species what the looks heck like it is? Uh-huh. well the genet is a new species never used before in um this also happens with um 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 Kostana. Oh, I am Kostana incorrect. Kostana is also an alien that has never appeared in anything else. No, no, else. no, no, no. I am incorrect on this. Uh, okay. A genet is a rodent, and it was in Legends. And also, Kostana is something also from Legends. She's also from Legends. Okay. Um, I had clicked on, on her race and got nothing. No, if you go, you got to click on the Legends tab. Fair. Okay, I'll um, go back and do that. But yeah, the genets are, they're like big rats. This is okay. So here's the thing, Tim. This yeah. is this is Palpatine wants Palpatine 100% this. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> wants Padme dead. So he hires Dooku, who hires Boba, who hires uh what is her Zam Wessel, Zam Wessel yeah. who gets a droid who gets some bugs to kill. Yeah. Padme. So then, yeah, because otherwise you couldn't have the Jedi kill the bugs, jump on the robot, yeah. follow oh, it, it has to, to the... like go all the way. Yeah, you know, you need every step. It's um, all important. So yeah, so they follow back to Senevax. Senevax is like, you're not going to hurt me. You're a you're a Jedi. Jedi don't Jedi. do that. Um, and then 
she basically they they bring Senevex to the High Council. They're like, here's what we found out. We think somebody on the High Council is we think this goes all the way to the High Council. Yeah. And then they find out that it was um Rayla what's her face? Yeah, the um, jerk from before. The jerk. The one that we're like, this is just you're just a jerk for She's no just rude. She's just rude. It turns out she got a secret son. Yeah, and he's on the he's a Jedi. She's on the council. Yeah, she wasn't initially on the council, but she had between the beginning of the book and now. Yeah, she used to Eula, be Eula so Braylon. Eula Braylon. I'm interested in this. She used to be what's called a seeker. Right. Oh, I was very interested in this as well. She's a person who okay, so so I'm also interested in this. I, I'm interested in this for two reasons. One, like this is how Jedi recruit new Jedi. Like you've got seekers who are out there in the field finding force sensitive children and, they're and bringing gone them for back to years the Jedi. at a time. Years at they a said time. Like three, it can be three to five years at a time. Uh, which is which is interesting because like Darth Bane stole that holocron and was just like, we're just gonna go get kids and like yeah. picks up a bunch of them in like a week. But also, but also, I mentioned this because the higher public has introduced Wayseekers in a character named Orla Jereni, who shows up in Claudia Gray's Out of the Shadows, and then again in uh, Fallen Star, which just came out this month, last month. And um, Wayseekers don't seem to be specifically looking for force sensitive children, but are people who like don't really mesh with the way the order always does things. And they're, they're not leaving the order, but they're going to go do their own thing. Yeah. Out in the interesting. Galaxy, which I find fat. I just, I'm so interested in like Jedi who they're part of the order. They are Jedi. Yeah. They have all the training. They have all the knowledge. They have all the resources if they want to rely on those, but they're just like doing their own thing out in the galaxy because yeah. they don't exactly prescribe to the way that. So, Presumably, this seeker, uh, you said her name a second ago, and I've already Eula Braylon. Eula Braylon, uh, was a person who was going out there recruiting kids, right? And on one of these missions out, had a kid of herself, had a kid, brought this child back because he was force sensitive, but never told anyone, anyone, not even him. No, so what ended up happening apparently was. Her son, Arath, um, yeah. got a gambling problem, owed uh-huh. Senevax money, used the his Jedi stuff to be like, oh, I can give you access to stuff, Senevax. This is and the Qui-Gon pretending to, to know how to play Sabacc. Yeah, by that's saying in here that he too. Saw, he watched all the holidays. Yeah. So he, yeah, and and so Arath basically, like, yeah, it was just the most obnoxious, yeah, okay, long-winded so story. And then basically Eula Braylon was covering it all up because it was her son. And then that's when Arath found out that she was his mom. And then he goes to Tim, I think we can Jedi cut this prison. whole... Yeah. He goes was, to the Citadel. Yeah, which is Jedi, Jedi prison, basically. Which, which is, is Jedi prison, but not not only is it Jedi prison, this is the Jedi prison, one, that is has a special wing built for people who see the future, and two, is the Jedi prison from the Clone Wars that Wilhuff Tarkin was saved at, right. where Heavy died. Right, 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 right. Um, This is the Citadel. 
Yeah. This is this is um this is the raft in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, like you said, whole thing could pretty much ridiculous. Be, you cut this whole chapter out and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It was just we need a Qui-Gon Dooku adventure. So here you go. Um, How do you feel like as a Qui-Gon Dooku adventure? I think it's too convoluted. Um, yes, but I don't hate Qui-Gon Dooku adventures. I no, think that I like it. the I like the tension of Qui-Gon being like, bro, are you OK? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. The story itself kind of. Kind of like, like, I yeah, definitely, I definitely. It's about so Ramil, Ramil, and nothing happens to him. He's fine. Full, full disclosure. Um, I, I cannot follow like spy movies. Like I watch oh. them. I no, no, no. I guess I can follow them. Like I watch them and I enjoy them. And I'm like, oh, I know everything that happened. And then as soon as I leave the theater, I'm like, I have no idea what happened in that film. Oh yeah, I get. I'm, you. I get I'm you. like when it gets too convoluted, I'm just like it's all gone. It all just left my brain. Like I watched the new, I watched the new Bond movie. I oh. actually really enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, I could not tell you what happened in that movie. This is a different conversation that is not going to yeah. happen on this podcast. I have so many thoughts about this Bond movie. Anyway, yeah, well, but like well, not, I yeah. grew up with Bond movies. I, I like I have always been a fan of like spy fiction and yeah. and and things like that. But I'm also the person who like I get tickled by the idea of like solving a puzzle, right? And so if I get like a narrative that is constructed like Knives Out is incredible, right, right, right. But anyway, that's and not a mystery. We should not. Like, it's not this a, is getting really long and we're talking about Knives Out you're now. Right. So you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not going to like go deep into yeah. like Knives Out. But I just um, mean like I like being able to put those pieces together and be yeah. like, this is how this fits. And this does not do this. Yeah. Way. The only reason I bring it up is I'm just like, look, I cannot follow this. This is bad. And it's, this, is bad. Yeah. this is so bad. Um. So, yeah. So that's that. We'll go on to part seven, which is the last part. Here um, we go. And uh, basically, Genza contacts Dooku, who is a master now. He's on the council um, because an Abyssin race, which is actually a bunch of Cyclops from the they're Cyclops, they're yeah. Cyclops from the Cantina, um, are invading. Uh, Ramil's ruling ruling now. Apparently, Gora died a long time ago, which I guess if it's been like forty five years or whatever, yeah, uh, makes sense. Um. And Ramil pulled from the Republic, stopped paying protection or like protection, like Republic's a gang. They kind of are. Um, Stop paying their dues or whatever. And uh, it's just like, no, we're going to do it all ourselves. We're keeping everything. Well, he's like following his dad's tradition, right? Like the problem with his dad was that already he was replacing human workers with droids. Right. Um, And that kept happening. And so now the Abyssin are like, okay, we're going to attack. Wait, okay, wait, sorry, um, I apologize to digress again. Doesn't Dooku just do the same thing when he starts, like, the Confederacy of Independent Systems and creates a droid army? Absolutely. He's just that's following what, in his dad's that's what was. I think that's what was being foreshadowed in this whole it's thing. It's so interesting because, like, he's like... Yeah, yeah, he never ideologically is butting heads against the idea of hiring droids. He's just like, y'all aren't helping the people, though. Right. And we don't know too much about his ruling. We assume it's not great, considering he's a Sith Lord. But probably... I'm so anyway. curious about like what life on Sereno is like under Dooku. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, it, I, 
I was going to save this till the end, but overall, I think this made me like Dooku more. Me too. I um, think I. I think all of Dooku's motivations are legitimate concerns. Yeah. And like that's this is the reason that I wish that like Palpatine played a more prominent role. In right. This. Like he's like very briefly mentioned, but like without the corruption of Dooku via Palpatine, like I think Dooku is right to leave the order. I think Dooku is right in the fact that the Republic is not helping these systems that are not like economically viable. I I think that there is a lot to be said for his motivations, the things he wants to do, and 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 the right. things he thinks that the Republic should be providing for the citizens of the galaxy. Um, I, I think without with like. Even with him toying with the dark side in his, like, force lightning stuff, I, I don't think is enough for me to look at him and be like, you're a villain. No. But I don't think that was what this was trying to show. I mean, it's not what this book is for. It's not what it's book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's, let's get back to We're Ventress. Wait, Tim. Mm -hmm. We're Ventress in this story. We are picking up all of the pieces and being like, no, you know what? You're kind of right. Wait, who's right? Dooku is, like, not right. The stuff that Dooku is going to do after this novel, or even in, like, maybe a couple of years that we don't see where he's, like, with Palpatine. But, like, I think Dooku's choice to leave the Order was correct, even if he never Let's get. We're not side. there yet. We're still trying to work. We're, trying, we're, we're so trying close. To get there. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> So anyway, I'm excited to I know. <laughs> so um, basically, Ramil was corrupt. He was doing all this, uh, you know, with the droids and letting the abyss and he uh, let them in, let them in uh. to invade the home world. Um, so Dooku finally gets to Ramil and confronts him. Ramil's like, oh, you're a little bastard and I don't like you. I've never liked you, whatever. Um, and Dooku connects with the Tirataka, the dragon. Yeah, the thing. This is this is the being that he connected with. Well, not connected yeah. with, but like saw way back when he was. Well, he's always kind of had a connection since he was a kid. So it was a good bookend. Um, and then basically, like mind connects with him, and summons the beast and basically just destroys all of the robots. This is so sad. Also, like mm -hmm. he understands, like after this connection has been made, understand. No, no, no. We're not there yet. Yet. Let's, let's oh, wait till. Sorry. So, Good, yeah. So as he's doing this, Dooku goes up to Ramil and cuts him in two. Yes. He kills his own brother, cuts him in two. So, yeah. So yeah, so okay, now continue. So now that that happens, the battle's over. Battle's over. And he recognizes what he did, right? He he mentally linked. There's a there's a subplot that we haven't touched on um that has been happening in the background this whole time, which is that uh, uh master, Lean. Castana. Castana has like, is it a bird? 
Yeah. Has a familiar. Yeah, she's got a little bird, a little owl guy. Uh, more than one, because one of them dies and she's, like, replaced yeah. it. Uh, Dugu has been able to form a connection with this thing in a way that Sifo-Dyas never could. Mm-hmm. They talk about it being, like, beast handling, but there's, like, a different phrasing yeah. that I think comes up as he well. Does, I think he calls it beast handling, right? Beast yeah. handling. Well, there's also, like, it's, like, animal... Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Companionship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a whole, the two of us are one and we are doing this together, like mentality that's happening through the force. We see this a lot with Ezra in Rebels. Um, Dooku is able to like have this relationship with this, with this creature and therefore also was able to have it with, with the Tikatana. And uh uses it to help him win this fight, defeat his brother, and then realizes or comes to understand that this is one of the Sith beasts that Kastama has been interested in this whole time. Apparently, when the Sith were ruling this planet millennia ago, uh, they used these beasts to help them become conquerors by overtaking them with a force or possessing them or like forcing them into this basically doing exactly what dooku just did doing exactly what dooku just did dooku looks at that and goes those guys were wrong oh shit i did this too and then like loses control he does he does the the beast he does the playground thing like sorry 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 i'll be your best friend i don't mean i didn't mean it i didn't mean to i didn't mean to and the the beast is really mad so he's like okay i gotta stab you through the head now Um, um the the thing that i kept thinking about a lot in this book was that i've i've already read listened to the audiobook for the asajj ventress story dark disciple Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that one. Uh, which was great. I, we should maybe talk about that at some point in the future. But um, Dark Disciple has a bit where it's Ventress trying to show Quinlan Voss how to, like, touch to the dark side. And the way she does it is through the subjugation of creatures. Okay. Uh, there is a, like, there is a beast in those books that she teaches Quidlin to control through using the dark side of the force. And um, those kind of parallels happen all the time in this book in a way that I'm really fascinated by. I just think Kevin Scott is a fan of all the other canon stuff that's been coming out. Makes sense. And so you see things that have happened in other books happening in his also. Yeah. Um, it's just so sad. This is, this is like a Zillow beast disaster. It right. Is, yeah. This is a recognition of like, hey, this is a great thing. This is a great creature. Right. This is a sentient being that is beyond our comprehension. And we, maybe we I are so differentiated from it that the only option is to end it. Right. And it sucks. So, yeah. So, uh, Dooku leaves the order and becomes Count. Um, yeah. All this time um Sifo-Dyas is here and he's just like i keep hearing the chants he's seeing the future of people chanting do coup do coup which is Dooku. the ridiculous Dooku. but whatever i thought that was extremely stupid 
Well, I like it's like it's funny because like right like I think that those Dooku chants probably only happened this one time and they happened yeah. this one time because because because, uh, because freaking Genza was the one who started Genza. them. Yeah, and and like Gen- did Genza start them because she heard like before Genza started it, we've heard the. Th- threat of them happening several times through sypho and yeah. it's like a yeah i don't know it's a, a weird it's it, chanting someone's it's so name is weird in general almost. yeah i don't know but yeah, yeah um, i agree with you i agree with so. you anyway so that's the end of the like flashback hollow jedi um diary stuff and we get to the modern day where ventress has now found jenza old jenza Hey, shit, yeah. Um, I mean, Jensen must be like 16. I mean, both no, of them are like in their... They're older than that. It's been over four... Is 70s? Yeah, they're in their 70s for sure. At least. Because um, how old was uh, okay, you're Christopher right, you're Lee? Right. You're right, you're right, you're right. No, 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 wait. You're right, here's the thing. In 90 BBY, Dooku returned to Sereno. He was 12. Right. In... 42 BBY. Jenza asked for the Jedi's assistance on Sereno. So if it so that's if it helps when Dooku shot, I'm sorry, when Christopher Lee shot um shot not when it was came out, but he shot Attack of the Clones, he was 79. Okay. So if we um, if it roughly that was about there, you figure this couldn't have happened when about 78, 79 somewhere around there. But anyway, anyway, Sorry, not that I'm, important. I'm... Um, Wait, no, 48. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, okay. he's anyway. got to be at least 68. OK, sure. 70. Yeah, you're right. Not, OK, Sorry, uh, not I was that like important. doing the math in my brain. It was like, this does not. It's work. riveting podcast content is <laughs> rivet. No, I'll trim it all down and no one will know how long it took me to do that mental math. There you tip. go. Um. So, yeah, so um, we eventually find uh, the, you know, she eventually finds Jenza. There's a whole thing where she has to trick the guy who was, uh, is like a Republic counterintelligence guy, um, which was, he was not a clone, but I don't know. Uh, Interesting. Um, Jenza's like, oh, you, you, I have to get to Dooku. I have to warn him. It's not too late. He can turn away. The hooded man is corrupting him. The hooded man. And uh, so she's like trying to get Dooku um, to turn good again. And Kai is in Ventress's brain going like, oh, like, don't, you know, you can still be good. Like, don't be evil. Leave. Yeah, you need like, to leave. You turn don't around. have to participate here. Like, you see how he fell. Like, don't let this happen to you. You're better than this. I know it. Yeah, and Dooku's like, Dooku just like, is like, yeah. Dooku just shows up, first of all. He just shows up there and is like, Hey Jenza, and Jenza's like, no, you can't. Like, you, you, your hooded man is corrupting you. And Asaja's like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but anyway, Dooku's like, okay, now um, kill Jenza to to Asaj. And there's like a whole vision that she has where it's like Kai on one side, and it's like the angel on her shoulder and the devil oh, on her yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, she just stabs Jenza, and 
uh, Kai fades away, and Asajj is now Dooku's once and for all. And that's where the story ends. I I feel like we should follow this with Dark Disciple at some point. Maybe eventually. Because it's a really interesting arc that we've like put Asajj on. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Learning about Dooku, learning about Dooku's fall. Which, I, did, I will say, Dark again, Disciple, I don't think this is not a fall. I don't think Dooku falls in this book. No, he doesn't. Um, but and I do like Dark Disciple just as a book. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's so good. I've already read it, but it was eight um, episodes. It was eight eight episodes. episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, which never got made. Which yeah. I'm sad about. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, this episode has been very long. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. We should wrap this up. Yeah. Um, Follow us at our archives pod um, yeah. on Twitter. Um, you can go to duelinggenre.com, follow the Discord, um, catch all the shows on there. Um, oh, uh, something I just did today because I'm a terrible podcast host, and uh, I don't think I've ever said it, but give us a rating on whatever you listen to. Hey! Uh, I was on Spotify today and I said rate it. And I was like, oh, right. I should probably rate my own show. Well, um, the thing is, like, all the different apps have different raters. Yeah, I don't think I've. Systems. Yeah, anyway, I'm a terrible podcast. So I don't think the I rated my show on it. one is apparently anything. the Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts one. But um, please, like, give us a rating. Give us a review. That, like, helps people find the show. Uh, tweeted us. Yeah. Um, we love interacting with people that tweeted us. Uh that also helps people get it. Like anytime you engage with us as a podcast, other yeah. people will find it. Yeah. And so. um I more people have been uh, showing up to the the near public archives on Instagram. Um <gasps> yeah, more, more that's people have rad. been uh, following, which has been cool. So yeah, so if you made it through this far, thank you so much. Uh sorry it's been so long. Um, or you're welcome if you enjoy that kind of thing. You're welcome. So, <laughs> but um, we only recorded for two hours. It's fun. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Until next time, we'll be back with a uh, just a banter episode in two weeks. Two. Uh, but remember, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. Uh,